Would you care to step outside? What are you doing to this? Superman. I'm sorry, honey. You are here. The lasso of Hastia compels me to reveal the truth. I'm Batman. Meow. Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. What is up, everybody? We are back. And when I say we are back, it has been a while since we've done one of these shows. This is DC on RMD Talking Shop on Rayman Digital. I am your host, the one and only Bobby D., and with me in this studio is Michael Flores. Hello. And David Sabal. Now, planning to do this show for who knows how long, and news just kept coming out over and over again. As we thought we were going to get to, so it's like, yes, we're going to do it this week. It slowed down. More shit has happened. So... We will be continuing to do these talking shop things as long as these news keeps coming out. Now, let's start with the biggest news of it all. Discovery taking over the WB, which means now they are taking over the DC universe. And I think that was the biggest thing that has come out over the last six months because we've been a rudderless ship, I guess, with how the DC universe has went. Now, when it comes down to this, Discovery took over and cleaned house. And everybody's panicking because they're going with this whole, oh no, DC has no way again. Like, there is nothing. The DC universe sucks. And you can tell because they're firing everybody. Now, you guys both know that this is how these things go. You bring in people, you have to fire people, you have to cancel shit, you have to start over because what they were doing wasn't working. That's the nature of the business. And I know we probably are going to have a very um, unpopular opinion because not just the three of us, but the entire network, Ryan, Thomas, all the comic book DC fans are all on the same page All with all of us, I should say. We're all on the same page because we all are backing up the play that this new CEO is doing with Warner brothers, because this has to be done. And this is the nature of the business. As you said, Bob, when a new CEO takes over a studio, the first thing he does, the first order of operations is to halt production on pretty much everything. Yeah, You got to stop either a, because they need to make sure financially, this is going to be feasible or B which is more often than not the, when it comes to ego, CEOs want to be credited with finding their own shows. And if they continue to green light a show that was not found by them, they lose that bit of credibility. So this isn't new. This is all very on par with business. Unfortunately, the reason why everyone's getting all up in arms and angry and, and, and screaming that the sky is falling is because it's Warner brothers yet again in the news again for once. I actually agree with what they're doing. Well, and I, I don't think people understand like the whole business model of discovery. If you guys don't know what discovery is, if you've seen Guy Fieri on TV being popular for the last thousand years on a thousand different shows, 
It's because they sent him around the country with a single cameraman. Yes. And he goes around and does that stuff. Deadliest Catch, all those type of shows is what Discovery's known for. So I think when people saw them coming in and taking over, it's like, what do these people know? They've basically done reality, reality television. Reality television, yeah. And, and, you know, one of the biggest hits that we've seen lately that there's been all kinds of talk about is the canceling of Batgirl. Batgirl... I, it didn't look anything better than anything that CW had put out as far as the stills have went. In, in all honesty, yeah. The only thing the film had going for it is the fact that they cast Michael Keaton as Batman. And that was going to be his first official return yes. to the DC universe. That was the biggest excitement. Mm -hmm. That's why people were rallying behind this. Now, setting aside casting, a $90 million budget for a streaming service show yes is indicative not a show a movie if i'm not correct it was supposed to be a movie it was a movie yes a 90 was... million dollar movie sorry 90 million dollars for a movie that's going directly to streaming is indicative of the bad management at warner brothers and that's why i was not surprised when the ceo axed the fuck out of that film because they were going to take a huge hit that's why there were rumors Initially coming out when the new CEO took over that it would also be a theatrical release now. And I believe there were some truths to that rumor mm -hmm. because I'm sure the CEO didn't want to come in and just scrap the film. He was probably weighing the pros and cons. Can we make more money if this goes out theatrically for like three or four weeks then yes. comes the streaming yes and and doing the research for this show you know just trying to figure out what was still greenlit what was canceled and all this other stuff is that Warner Brothers HBO at this time have moved some of the things that were supposed to be HBO Max mm -hmm. to theatrical releases to make up for things that were canceled because they were horrible yes um, it's all about quality control at this point. Yes. You know, but, you know, don't put out shit and you won't get shit talked about. But obviously that's not true because this Batgirl thing has just grown out of control of this is a race thing and, <laughs> and everything else. And it's just like, no, this is a suck thing. And that's all it is. To the fact that they had a funeral screening of Batgirl and they ended had multiple, up just. didn't they? What's I, I, I was reading actually earlier today that they had multiple funeral screenings yeah. for Batgirl. And then deleted the contents yes. off of their servers. And, 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 and again, people are going to look at it as a bad direction. But, David, you probably know um, Wonder Woman had a television series that was supposed to be on Absolutely. ABC with uh, Adriana Padalecki or whatever her Padalecki, name was. yeah. And then, you know, we find that on video. Oh, easily. You can find those like pilot videos yeah. online on, burned on DVD. Yeah, but they looked at it and they canceled it. And nobody said shit. But yes. I think now that the fact is that, you know, DC and Warner Brother and HBO have like this weird thing going about it that, that people are using this to like, well, Marvel's better. And, and it's not one of those cases. It's like Michael said, $90 million and they were never going to make their money back. And it was just going to get bad press. And if Michael, this was supposed to be Michael Keaton's return to the cowl and the cape, don't put him out there in that, that, well, that, that's, in that garbage. And I, and I think the CEOs were trying to be fair. I, I, that's why they had a test screening, even though they probably had little faith after they watched it themselves, but they wanted to see what the fans would say. Yes. And apparently the biggest reason behind their decision to 
trash the film. Yes, there's budget issues, but ultimately it comes down to a key sentence that the CEO said in his press release that he would be afraid that this would do irreparable damage to the Batman brand. That's how bad the movie was. Yes. And that's why I think like, I wish, I wish, you know, Batgirl would have been like made years ago because if, if it was, and this happened to it, you'd see pirated copies of it. Instantly. Well, David, that's why they deleted DVD. it off the server, yeah. which is unheard of. Which and is unheard of. And you know why they did that? I was reading. So they don't have the release the Snyderverse thing started <laughs> happening. <laughs> so apparently from what I was reading, they have taken it off the digital servers because they were afraid that the directors or someone on the production would try to leak the film. Yes. And they don't want it out there. So they removed it from the server so it cannot be downloaded and they've locked any footage they actually have they've locked it in a vault in, in the a vault. indiana jones vault yeah, right next to the the ark <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing if i think the smart thing if we watch a, it we the test audience's faces melted off yeah, yeah. They watch. i think the smart thing if if there was something i would say for dc is like hey if it leaks oh well because then people can actually you know they'll find it somehow and it's kind of like that Wonder Woman time, uh, the, the Wonder Woman when they did the pilot. I was glad it got leaked because people finally watched it and they saw why it got canceled. Yes. And people were like going, oh, yeah. I agree no. with you, Tom, uh, David. I agree. Like, I feel like they, I'm not saying they should be the ones behind the leak, but I also ne won't, wouldn't be necessarily upset if it was leaked because then people could see for themselves that has nothing to do with race. Yes. It has to do with the fact that the movie is a garbage fire. Yeah, and, it, and I think, race is that crutch that seems to be used all the time. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, this is why you're doing it. It's like, no, things can suck. It doesn't matter what you look like if suck is suck. And the thing yeah. is, Mike, I remember reading an article where they were worried about that, that the director or someone in the production staff would leak it. Yeah. Imagine that that little tidbit or rumor got leaked out, but the director has not come out and said, no, I would never do that because like if it, if the director figures out that, yeah, his film is terrible. He'll never get hired again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the thing. So in it, his you know benefit, what, it, it, it's actually in the, in the production crews benefit the actors and the directors that, that, cut, that film does not get released. Well, and, and Mike, you, you said something about, you know, the damage to the Batman brand. Now, the CEO has also come out that they do have a 10-year plan for DC. That 10-year plan includes the big characters coming back to the screen in one way or the other. Because, you know, they look at Marvel and it's like right now Marvel is dealing with characters that nobody either likes or knows. Yeah, they're yeah, the MCU is finally losing sight of their path. Yes. Yeah. And, and so when you when it's you a bit start, murky. when you start losing your main characters and there's no path for them, DC's looking at this. All right, we can reboot it, and if we keep our trinity, you know, of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman alive, we can release films over the next ten years and keep it going. Now, again, if people look at Batgirl and go oh my God, this is horrible. <laughs> like, why am I going to go watch uh, a potential Michael Keaton, Batman Beyond type film? That's why, that's why quite honestly, I always felt that when Discovery got, took over WB and essentially took over DC, they should have just scrapped everything. Yeah, it's a huge loss. 
It's yeah. a huge loss. Well, yeah. And I still say that they should. But, you know, unfortunately, you have, like, celebrities, celebrity power nowadays, especially with, like, Black Adam with Dwayne Johnson. Well, who, we'll, we'll he get, was not going to actually let yeah, that we'll, die. Yeah, we'll get into Black Adam in a there's minute. There's just, David, <laughs> this, to kind of tack on to what you're saying, like, there's just a lot of um, pussies out there who grew up in the business within the last five or six years. So they think that any sh anything should go on streaming services Yeah, because there are animators now coming out. There are CGI artists. There are writers that all have projects that were on HBO max that have been canceled, been canceled and they're all finding each other in social media and griping and complaining, saying they have lost trust in, in Warner brothers and they're mistreating their creators, their content creators by canceling all these shows. And I just sit back and I am laughing because these people have no idea how the business runs. This is nothing new. This isn't. This, this is the original cancel culture. This isn't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This isn't personal. I remember in the 2000s and 90s and 80s being so aggravated because I would invest a year into a TV show for just to be canceled the following year. And it was very common. It got yeah. so common to where I quit watching shows during the first run and yeah. would wait to see if it got renewed before I got invested in the show. So these people crying and saying, Oh my God, I've lost faith. And, and I don't, they are disrespecting the artists. This is how the business runs. This isn't about you. The business is bigger than you. You know what this you know what this is though, Mike? Essentially, this is quality control. Yes. Okay. If you put out shit work, it's okay for you to be proud of it, but you better understand that if someone looks at it and says that's shit, there's something wrong with it. <laughs> so uh, you talked about They've done these screeners and there's been these viewer scores out there. Now, the other major thing that's been going on with the DC movies is the fact that Ezra Miller is absolutely fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they were calling to cancel the Flashpoint movie. Then they screened it and it's the highest rated DC, DC film, film that has ever been screened. Me and Mike were joking about it, and he's like, "Is I was like, it's a 63, it's a D. I don't know what the highest score is for the DC films. Yes. Like, you know, when it comes to it, if it's one out of 100 or whatever, but this is tracking well. And so now Warner Brothers is trying to figure out what the fuck to do with the Ezra, Mil Ezra Miller problem. Apparently it tested higher than Dark Knight. Yes, it did. Now, I actually read that on The Hollywood Reporter this morning. Yeah, that's why I read it from the train. Uh, as released by Ezra Miller's people. <laughs> well, no, the funny, no, no, the funnier part along with that, then also it was released in, in uh, the, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter also, that actually reported that Ezra Miller and his agent met with, went down to WB to try to actually gain the trust of WB again and say, hey, sorry, Mia culpa, I'm sorry for this negative publicity. And it's like, Honestly, the, Ezra Miller is the one to blame if yeah. the Flash gets canceled. Oh, without a doubt. He's the only one to blame. Yeah. Now, with all that, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's allegedly been reshoots and everything else going into it, trying to figure out what we're going to do with this Ezra Miller problem because, uh, again, he, he is batshit crazy, and I'm still trying to figure out how that man is not in jail and is able to go to Warner Brothers and beg for forgiveness. I mean, how many felonies now has he, this guy uh, garnered? I'm, I'm pretty sure if they were in the same state, the three-strike law would be in effect, and he'd be in prison forever. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it was one in Hawaii, one in Vermont. So there, there's at least <laughs> it's two. everywhere. Yeah. It, it's just like burglary, assault, uh, a physical abuse. He and threw a chair. He, he got w- accused of being a part of a, like a, being a cult leader, not a yes. part of a cult, but being, being a cult, cult leader. leader. That, and that's par for DC though. Remember the, uh, <laughs> Chloe Mackey or whatever from Smallville led a cult yeah. where they were and I love, vaginas. I love the report that I read earlier about him going to WB because he, his apology was, I am sorry for the negative publicity that I've, I've, I've gone. I'm going to get mental help. <laughs> and he's literally telling people, I know I fucked up and I'm going through a bad mental state right now. I'm getting help to actually get that fixed. Do you think that's going to fix it though? That, that's, I, that's there's too much qu- damage. He, see, too much damage. That's my only question. We, we live in an age where we, we are in a cancel culture of sorts. And if this was anyone else, does he get a break because he is the binary? Yes. Of the, 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 oh. the voice or the, the voice of the minorities, I, I guess. I, you know what? I don't know. If this was Aflac, would this happen? No, he'd be no, canceled. He'd be canceled. I mean, yes, he would be canceled. The only reason, that, and that's the thing that makes me a little a- angry at the situation, is the fact that he's, to me, Ezra Miller is using that as a shield. And yeah. I'm like, going, even if dude, he's not doing no. it purposely, inadvertently, it's it's not looking great. It's not looking great, and that's what I'm like going. I get it. Hey, I'm part of that community, but <laughs> but don't use me as an excuse. That's the only thing that gets me angry. And that's what this whole him being actually protected because he's part of the LGBTQ community now because yeah. he he wants to be referred to as they and them. Yes. Okay. But that does not excuse your actions. No, it does not. Your sexuality, the way you identify, does not justify shitty behavior. That does uh, not excuse the assault. I don't care if you're a black, <laughs> Jewish, gay, trans, non-binary, and you're the golden boy of the movement. If you commit a felony, yeah. you should be held accountable. Now, I am saying that as if I had the ability to uh, enact justice and uh, create laws that can lock him up. But from a fan point of view... I want him to get away with it so that we can have this movie. <laughs> you can have well, the movie. And, and that's the case. Like, that's how I am. Like, I, I think we focus too much on what people are on the outside. Um, yeah, most exactly. actors are uh, nerds and uh, we look too much. We put too much stock in who they are as a person. Agreed. Whatever they do on the screen is probably the most important thing. Well, yeah. If we were to dig into the, the, the bowels of history and look at all of our favorite artists, you can literally nitpick every artist that we study in schools and find some problem socially with these individuals, things that they did that they would no doubt be thrown in jail for in today's world, as well as being canceled. So yes, you're absolutely right. I feel like there does need to be a separation between the artist and the actual finished product of, of the artist. And that's why, you know, Hey, I know I was the one that I was actually calling for the cancellation of the flash and all the DC films, but that has nothing to do with Ezra Miller. No. What it has to deal with is with the fact quality that quality control. Quality control. Because if you release the Flash with Ezra Miller at this point, not only are you going to uh, probably get negative PR, but also you're going to look at this, and then from here on out, everyone's going to say, "Well, your DC universe needs to include the Flash." Well, it, it, <laughs> and the other one that I've seen is because they're like. 
what they should do is in the reshoots is bring in Grant Gustin. I'm like, uh, and I'm like going, no, I, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we need is a cardboard cutout as an actor <laughs> to be flash for yeah. a major franchise. No, thank you. No, it hasn't been good in a while, but I will say, David, you're talking about bad press and bad PR. If the movie was to be released today, Yes. If this movie yeah. is going to be, but this movie is going to be released late next year, I believe. And if he goes about fixing his off screen persona in the way that it looks like he is in fact going to do, then I don't think a lot of people are going to be upset. If yeah. he took no steps to rectifying his behavior, then absolutely there would be massive backlash. But oh, yeah. the yeah. fact that he is going to rehab, he's getting mental help, and this is all very public, this will actually that would help. help. You mean like Robert Downey Jr. and all the other actors exactly. like Johnny Depp and everybody else exactly. that has went through this but, in the past? Yeah. But as I said, Mike, it still doesn't remove the fact that basically if DC Warner, uh, DC and Discovery want to start scratch and want to just start, as, from scratch, yeah. start from scratch and just like what Bobby mentioned earlier, focus on their three Trinity and make their universe just as strong as Marvel, continuing on with the Flash. It's just too much it's money. It's too much spent. because you know what people are going to say? This is just the Snyderverse because but, it, Miller I, but, the but knowing the history of what Flashpoint is. If they do it right, it resets everything. That's a tall order, though, Bobby. Dave, I'm just saying. If they had not shot as much as they have obviously shot, the movie is pretty much done, and now they're going back and doing reshoots, and the amount of money that they have dumped in this film, I don't think they would survive. Yeah, they greenlit like 100 freaking Ben Affleck projects to get them back in the couch. <laughs> in fact, I wish I had the article. I would have sent it to Bob, but there was an article I was reading from. A lot of my thoughts come from financial news. Like I read a lot of the traits dealing with money because I find that you can find a lot more truth there than from the, the mouths of CEOs and blogs. And based on just the financial data, if Warner Brothers trashed The Flash, they would no longer be a studio. That's how much money that they put into this film and how much damage it would do. It would do. They would not be able to recover because they would go bankrupt by trashing a film this size. So they have no choice but to either A, find a creative way to recast Ezra halfway through the film, which when you're dealing with Flashpoint, it's not that difficult to do that, which I'm sure that's already being reshot as Ezra is in rehab. They're doing this behind the scenes secretly just in case. Guaranteed. Yes. Um. Yeah, because you have to release it, and then just like Disney took their shots with, what, John Carter? Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, which ruined Tim Riggins' career. I don't know who that actor's <laughs> real name is. I just know him as Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you, you have to take it um, at that point. Now, uh, you mentioned Dwayne Johnson earlier. I legitimately am starting to hate The Rock. <laughs> I, I hate The Rock. I hate the fact that The Rock thinks Black Adam is cool. <laughs> um, and that they keep trying to make him into something he's not. He's not. That, and, part, that part aggravates me. Uh, and the the backlash is real from fans in general. Because mm -hmm. um, he released an Instagram post and he called it... What did he call it? Hold on real quick. I think he called it the Black Adam universe. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, this is what happens though when you hire an ego that size. His ego is bigger than his biceps, and his biceps are larger than a house. Yeah. Um. And and, and trying to make like Superman versus Black Adam a thing. Yes. And trying to act like Black Adam isn't a villain, and and everything about the way that Rock is promoting. I don't know how you feel, you guys feel, but Black Adam has never been fucking cool. David no. has some very strong opinions. We've talked about this on pre-shows. Yes. I, I, I don't want to speak for you, Dave, so please uh, pipe in. But for me, I agree with pretty much everything you just said, Bob. I personally feel like The Rock can act when he first started his career is evidence of that, not counting Scorpion King. That was a travesty, but his earlier films were uh, examples of him trying to be a legitimate actor. Yes. He got comfortable in just being the rock. No, when he was Dwayne Johnson, he was an actor. Yes. When he decided that nobody cares about Dwayne Johnson anymore and he wants to be the rock full time, full time. Um, yeah. it, 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 it became, he became that character and, and it's just annoying that every, I mean, if you want to go into your, your go-to roles, right. As the rock fine, but you could try to take on a superhero persona or villain persona and you're just kind of playing the role. Like you play all your roles, all your roles. It's not, I don't think the movie is going to be reviewed favorably. Now the movie might be good because it may be written. Well, it may be directed. Well, it has a pretty damn good cast. I mean, you have Pierce Brosnan In my opinion, I think Pierce Brosnan is going to carry the weight in the, in the ways of acting as Dr. Fate. They're going to find a way to just pair them up, but also that's, Pulling away from established DC canon. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Dr. Fate and Black Adam ever having a tight relationship. No. And that's the thing that I'm very passionate about. Hey, more power to the rock that he believes Black Adam is a quote unquote anti-hero. <laughs> okay. Or villain, whatever. Or villain. But I'm sorry. In DC comic lore, Black Adam is the arch nemesis of Shazam. No, Superman. Rock said so. <laughs> okay, so so arch nemesis, yes, but he's also just an evil dude. Like, he's yeah. not good. He murders people. Isn't he genocidal? Yeah, I believe that was one of the storylines. I believe yes. that's what was the storylines, yeah. It's only, till, it's only till recently that basically the DC comics have tried to portray Black Adam as, oh. Since they cast The Rock in the conduct, six years ago. It, conduct is his, is his number one priority. He is a true leader of a country. If they took that route that, that he, because everybody has their, their sacred their sacred, not their sacred moment. What word am I looking for? They all have something that they consider sacred. Yes. Even villains that they just don't cross that line. The way they did in the comic books that they established that he cares about his people and that's it. Everyone else could go fuck themselves. Yeah. I felt like that was okay in the comic book because it still stays on par with his characterization for the most part. He's yeah. still a villain. But the thing is, is like, but in the, what they're doing with the what movies, they're doing in the movie is far different. They're making them like they're giving them this path he has to take based on the preview. You have Dr. Fate telling him, oh, he can choose the path. They're playing with the idea that they're or foreshadowing this idea that he could go one of two directions. Yes. Either the light, which I believe that's what they said, yeah. or the dark or the dark. And I'm like going, obviously, they're they're going to try, especially since it's the rocks passion. He's not going to want to play a bad guy. 
not in the DC landscape. He will, he'll want to be, have his character to be commercially viable and make him a good guy. You're spot on Dave, but don't you think it would have been so much better if they made a black Adam movie and the movie was dark as fuck and he was bad. Yeah, yes. absolutely. It, but could, the Brock, you, won't, Brock doesn't fit that. Yeah, because it doesn't fit. It, and and the, the other reason I'm tired of Rock is that it, everything is about Zoa Energy Drinks, Termaine Tequila. And Iron Paradise. Yeah, Iron Paradise. He's not a real person. He's a billboard. He's, he's a billboard. He's yeah. not a real person. No, no. He is basically the new age Hulk Hogan. To where, yeah. you know, yeah. There, there, there is no Terry Bola. There is only Hulk Hogan. There is no Dwayne Johnson. There is only Rock. There's only I mean, the Rock. Th- that's the new Ghostbusters. Um, and and I think that's what we run into here with the Rock and, and the ego of, you know, the Black Adam universe. It, he wants to put it out there and hoping that it gets some kind of traction so he could have 17 Black Adam movies in yeah. a row that mean absolutely nothing to anybody that cares about DC. And I guarantee he you, all of, a sudden, it, all of a sudden, when the Black Adam releases, just wait. And he'll start releasing Black Adam shoe lines tied to his Under Armour, uh, yeah. the, uh, tied to Under Armour. Yeah. And the only thing good about having The Rock play Black Adam is that he's probably the first actor that doesn't need a fake suit. Yeah. That I will say, I'll give credit to him for that. I mean, the dude looks like a fucking superhero in yeah. his uniform. Legit. Oh, no, he does. You don't have the issues of the fake looking muscles because my problem with a lot of these actors that play superheroes is that they're obviously not super buff. When they're wearing normal clothes, it's very apparent. There's no vascularity, but then they put the uniform on and suddenly we're supposed to believe that they're these muscular super giants. Yeah. Where at least with Rock, he can actually play the part legitimately. I wouldn't say play the part, Mike. He can look the part. <laughs> look the part. There we but go. But the yeah. problem is play the part. That is the thing. And, you know, I think the Rock is a cool dude and everything, but his acting skills are below par. Well, because he doesn't try. Yeah. I mean, just like what you guys said, actors like The Rock, and I'm going to put uh, put this actor also in that category, Vin Diesel, they play themselves. All the characters that they've ever played is themselves. And it's a shame because when The Rock first started out, they, he did the sequel to Get Shorty, mm-hmm. Be Cool, where he played a gay hitman. Yeah. He was so good in that role. Then you had another film in 2003 uh, titled The Rundown. Yep. Where he played a really good, interesting role. Walking Tall was also pretty legit. Then he was in an an indie darling, uh, Southland Tales. So he was actually trying to be a legitimate actor. And he is, he does have the ability to be that. But since then, he has, since 2005, I want to say post-Doom, he has just gone he's found a niche that works and he refuses to do anything else because of it's become a brand. And you know, well, it, it, I, I think we could cut it down to this. It's pre steroid rock acting and post steroid rock, rock acting because he lost all the weight to be a serious actor. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, well, this isn't working. I want to be buffing in. Well, not Even only that get smart. Do you remember get smart? Oh, yeah, he was great smart. in that. Yeah. And, and the thing that's sad about the whole thing is like, there have been articles actually written about why actors go this route, like The Rock and Vin Diesel. Money? No. <laughs> and it, it's like, especially with The Rock, because he's been he's been actually said in interviews, he just finds actually trying to seriously act uncomfortable. And I'm like going, wait it's a minute. Job. It's your job. 
you you got to work hard, don't you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and it's like no, they rather just like what you said, Mike, stick to what they know and stick to their strengths. The only other actor like him, but he also has the ability to act and make great movies is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, I would compare him to The Rock in the sense that he's a brand and he's not a real person. Like we don't really know who he is. Yeah. That's how The Rock is. And some people say that's a good thing because then your the audience's conceptions of the actor doesn't interfere with their portrayal of a character. I mean, yeah. that's how the old school actors used to be. It yeah. used to be just about branding in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And the more we learned about their off-screen persona, it actually hurt their performances the performance. because it was hard for us to separate, audiences to separate the, the real person with the brand. But when you remember, even in film history, when you get to like those actors that were in the seventies and the eighties where it was, their focus was their craft. Yeah. That then all of a sudden you saw like, you know, movie making being less about the brand and being more about quality. Yeah. I guess my point is, is I, I don't mind the rock. I just feel like he has become comfortable and doesn't even try to actually perform well in a film he yeah. doesn't try to do anything new yeah, yeah. uh yeah it, it is definitely gonna be interesting <laughs> to see what happens when that comes out i'm uh, i have i originally i was, it I was really bad though does it, it doesn't I mean, look bad but originally too i was really kind of excited at first for black adam because the concept that they originally pitched was you know like this is going to introduce the justice league society which is the precursor to the justice league Okay, cool idea. But the more it just went on, it was less about the DC lore and more about The Rock. Yeah, yeah. The, the JSA doesn't get any kind of mention there with exactly. Hawkman and everybody else that are coming into this. Yeah. Um, so now uh, I, I, I want to get into sequels that actually fucking matter. Um, <laughs> Joker 2 cast Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Um, and I know this has been a big question and Mike has asked me questions off air about it. Um, David, we're getting mad love, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're getting mad love. Yeah. We have to. Um, so, it, you know, there's been a lot of questions because this is a, like, they keep saying that Joker two is going to be a musical, that there's going to be musical numbers yes. that are in it. Now I'm going to say this live on air into this microphone. So when this comes out. The musical parts are going to be Harley breaking when Harleen goes to Harley. What, yes. So like a, psych, a psychotic it's break. It's going to be her psychotic it's, it's break psychotic is break. when the music starts in her head. Hmm. And that's why we cast Lady Gaga in the role. Exactly. Because it's going it, to, it should, if, if I was king of the day of Joker 2, it should be based in Arkham Asylum and just the interaction between those two. Those two. The whole time. And as he breaks her. The music starts. The music starts. And that could be an absolute. It could be one of the most creative DC films ever if they go this route. Yeah. Because I'm I'm on the same page as you. I was automatically when I saw this, I'm going, okay, ask Lady Gaga. That could only mean one thing. They're going to do the mad love storyline. And it's Joker's going to be in it. Yeah. But the focus isn't going to be him. The focus is going to be his effect on Harley. Might and be then from his perspective, but about Lady Gaga. But about, uh, which I think uh, would be, Harley. or not Lady Gaga, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah. 
which I think is going to be genius. And I think it could arguably be the best rendition of Harley ever. Okay, that's what I was going to ask because when I was looking up... How and, dare you? <laughs> ...and trying to see what what is going on with, like, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie has come out saying that she's taking a break from playing Harley Quinn because I was trying to figure out what James Gunn was going to be doing with some of the DC stuff yes. going forward. And one of the news stories that I've read was that Margo's like, hey, I'm done with Harley Quinn for a, a bit. A bit. And I wonder if this is why we are at that, this point to where this Lady Gaga thing is coming in because she knows that this is probably the role she really wanted to play. Oh, absolutely. That this, I think it, it isn't it, some it, comic book thing. This is going to be a serious thing. And it probably really behind the scenes angers her as an actor because they're going to get someone who has the skill to do this. Yeah. I, I have said this time and time again about, about actors and we, they all pretend to be kumbaya. We're not competitive. Bullshit. Of course you're competitive. It's no different. It's no different than Jared Leto. Get, get, getting upset. Yes. That they cast Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. And I know my opinion wasn't a, you guys didn't agree with me for the most part, but I understood his anger and his reasons why he went to the studio and said, why are you doing this? We're in the middle of my stint as Joker and you're now casting someone new in an indie film style Batman saga. Of yeah. course, an actor is going to feel slighted and feel insecure and upset because the Focus is being pulled to another potential role that could be better than the one that they are doing. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I still feel like Jared Leto's uh, performance as Joker, we just didn't get enough in Suicide Squad to legitimately see what, uh, if he could play that role. I, there wasn't enough story behind why he looked a certain way. And I was hoping we could get that so that I could justify and say whether or not definitively that he was good at the role. But when Joaquin Phoenix came on the scene and Joker was just a dynamite film and, yes. and Joaquin Phoenix just portrayed it perfectly, it really left no room for the studio to move with Jared Little. No oh, one yeah. wanted to see him after that. Well, the sad part about that is like, I, uh, I understand when, especially what you were, what you're saying is like, uh, I understand an actor's quote unquote ego in the whole situation. I understand that Jared Leto might be angry. However, when you actually compare, if you, if you had a choice, if I, if I was an executive, a casting director, I have Jared Leto versus Joaquin Phoenix. And I need to have an actor who can play a very personal, very deep engrossing role and have that ability and that charisma to hold my, my audience, uh, audience's attention Unfortunately, Jared Leto does not have that skill over Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know. I disagree. Uh, what is it? The Dude. Dallas Buyers Club? Jared Leto is an amazing actor. He's an amazing actor. But here's the thing that I've always said. Look at her. Well, I'm not. Joaquin well, Phoenix. No, hold on. I'm not. Now, I'm not. Just because I say Jared Leto's good, I'm not saying Joaquin Phoenix isn't. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is equally, if not slightly better. I don't know. I'd have to sit down and watch all their films back to back. But <laughs> we're the new DC, uh, the new uh, Rain Man sh uh, show, show versus <laughs> don't give him any ideas. I'm just saying that Jared Leto was given a, a role to play. Yeah. And he played the role based on what was written for him. Mm -hmm. If written anyone's going to blame 
anyone. It's going to be the director, David Ayer, or the studio who allegedly cut an hour off the movie. Mm -hmm. I understand if Margot Robbie might be upset or slighted about this because it does take focus away from something that she not only was doing a good job portraying this character, but also it became her thing. She's the one who brought mainstream success to that name. Now, yes, us comic book fans have known Harley since the nineties when she was introduced into the Batman animated series, Mm -hmm. but the mainstream Harley Quinn was not a household name. No. Margot Robbie did that for the character. Yeah. Yeah. I would be upset. No, imagine Robert Downey Jr. Doing Iron Man one and two. Okay. And suddenly, imagine Terrence Howard getting replaced by Don Cheadle. (laughs) So stupid. That's different. But I'm saying, imagine if they cast um, who's a really good actor. Um, Tom Cruise. No, I'm going to go even more hardcore. Daniel Day Lewis. Okay. All right. As Iron Man. And it's going to be an Iron Man movie in a different universe. And we're going to take this down a very, you know, dark route. And it's going to be, have an indie flair. Yes. As a film geek, Geek, I'm excited about that. Yes. But imagine you're Robert Downey Jr. And yeah, I would be upset. But that's the problem with Warner Brothers. And I'm hoping that with this new management, that they're going to start steering the ship in the way that makes sense to audiences. Because to this very moment, there are people who are not comic book nerds, comic book nerds, who don't understand the universe of DC because you have Joker here. Joker here, Batman here, Batman there. And what you're doing is you're confusing the audience and you're watering down your creative brand. Yes. So that's all I say. I'm all aboard the Lady Gaga train because I think she's a very. Uh, Star Wars born is a fucking amazing. Yeah. She's a very good actor. Like I have no problems with her playing the role, but I want there to be some consistency in, in how they convey information and how they build out this universe moving forward because it does create issues of, of um because with the audience because people don't know what's happening i think w- the joke was we were at four jokers at one time if you counted the one that was in batwoman yes yeah so uh <laughs> yeah it, and i understand they're using the justification or they were using the justification of the multi-universe and that's fine but these things need to be clarified so yes. people understand this is the reason why certain films perform well and certain films do not because when an audience doesn't understand something they don't see it. Uh, yeah. It's the reason why Lightyear or Buzz Lightyear didn't perform well besides some of the bad, you know, what I, I guess I'll say woke. Wokeness. Wokeness of the film. Before that even was a thing, people didn't understand the concept. Like, what is this? A cartoon of a cartoon of a cartoon? <laughs> it, it created tons it's Inception, of just conf- buddy. <laughs> yeah, it just was so confusing. Inception with a lesbian kiss for no reason now, um, my question being the layman when it comes to this storyline you guys are talking about mm-hmm. that that you think that joker 2 will will be uh, adapted from do you think the musical aspect is going to put people off people who don't know that this is from a comic book and it would make sense from a psychological aspect in the way of of, of story it really depends on how they how they're going to portray this because that's the thing mad love was supposed to kind of have like this tragic overtones with this lightheartedness because harley is this innocent person who gets enamored by joker and she's she's basically seduced 
by his insanity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because she dives into the fact of his insanity and it almost overwhelms her. Yeah, it breaks her. It breaks her. So is this going to be um, a full musical or just like moments? I think it, it would be, in me, it would be fantasy moments. Okay. Yes. See, that would work then. But they got to make sure they convey that. Because if this is a straight up musical, no one likes music. Yeah. Like, no one likes music. I mean, I enjoy a musical. Like if I go to the theater, like I don't want, when I mean the theater, I mean the stage. I don't want to go to a theater. You don't theater, like musicals? Not a live action one. I'm not, except Romeo and Juliet. That's the only one that I really like. The stuff that Baz, what's that, that director's name that does Romeo and Juliet and he did the Great Gatsby. Oh my God. I forgot, I forgot his, his name. name. Yeah. Baz Lazarum. Those types of musicals, highly stylized, almost like there's a drug-induced reason behind it. It's all very uh, psychedelic. That I can get behind. But I'm not a big fan of just straight-up musicals. Okay. You, you like musicals, Bob? Uh, it, it's certain things. Uh, uh, who is the guy that wrote Hamilton? He did the show about like yeah. uh, on HBO that I thought was good. The Bronx one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was that good? Yes. Oh yeah, that was. That it's was very good. good. Really. You like things like that. Like I enjoy those type of things, but I love music, so it's not a. And it's also, a, it's not a stretch for me to be like I could understand the you know when you're telling a story through a song. And also, it really and, depends I mean, on Disney the musical films. too. Yeah, Disney films. I mean, any Disney film, Aladdin's a musical, whether uh, you like musicals. It or not. Musicals to me just get a bad rap. It just depends on how they use it. Yes. It's a musical, uh, using music in any medium, you know, especially in film comes down to how does the, how does the, the filmmaker use it in the end? Yeah. I mean, yeah, back then music's get, musicals get a bad rap because like there was a time when basically, oh, it was like every single five minutes you have a music break, music break, music break. Nowadays. I can fully say that musicals kind of have become a resurgence because filmmakers have learned rhythm. And also with this Joker 2, they took a risk making it the first time. Yes. And it turned into a billion dollar film. Well, the way I see the... And, and why... Go with your gut and be creative. Be creative. And that's the thing is like the Joker was always... It was always touted as a indie superhero film, yes. right? And they wanted it to be separate from like all the superhero films to be different. I think the idea of actually turning a story of Mad Love, which essentially, if you look at the Joker, they basically did a um, the story. I think it's Brian Azzarello wrote it, where it was one bad day. One bad day, yes. And then, I mean, yeah, you you have the killing joke in one bad day, yeah. Like, and you have up in that. Way. And then, if you they take the same logic and say, "Hey, let's do the Joker film as an indie film again," but this time we're gonna give it a little twist and get a musical spin on it. Yeah. And I think that that's how they need to treat. Especially since people have been saying, oh, they're going to do multiple Joker films. That's how they have to treat the Joker films mm-hmm. because you just can't do a Joker film and make it into a straight superhero film. Yeah. And yeah. And we'll see how it goes. It, it, it took over, I think it's October 2023 is when it's supposed to come out. It, it took over one of the canceled projects. projects. I think it was Batgirl's spot <laughs> yeah. uh, as far as a theatrical release or when it was supposed to be released. So. It is coming sooner than later, and we can't say the same about Batman 2, uh, or The Batman <laughs> the 2. The Batman 2. Let, let me state that right. 
which, uh, you know, th- there's been talk about what are we going to do with Pattinson's Batman? Uh, because again, Affleck has been outed as putting the cow back on yes. in Aquaman and doing things still as the DCEU. This goes into what I was saying is basically you're getting a mixed bag of stuff. Yeah. And now when we get to Batman two, you know, they did introduce a Joker type character in that. But from what I'm reading, they are going with more of a, uh, a Victor freeze, a Mr. Freeze mm-hmm. storyline for the villain on that. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes because again, that was more of an indie type Batman yeah. film, more around a director. And they wanted they wanted to honestly make the Batman into an actual noir film. Y- yes. And in doing so, what they had to do was they had to take the characters, make them more grittier, more darker. Because like if you look at the Riddler that they introduced in the Batman. He's nothing like what he is in the comics. He's a much more darker, more psychotic version of the Riddler. You talking and, about in the Batman? In the Batman, even even with the Penguin, Penguin is like. Also, I don't believe I don't remember the Riddler being a white nationalist either. <laughs> I'm just saying. But um, it goes to like what I was saying. They try. They have to make them more darker, more grittier. So with the Joker, I kind of always got that hint, especially when they released that deleted scene mm-hmm. of him interacting with the Joker. That the Joker was much more personal to Batman. Yeah. And it was supposed to be kind of like the the dark mirror image of Bruce. I just want some more Gordon and Batman team-ups because that was my favorite part of the movie. It was. I fucking love the dude, Jeffrey Wright. I, he's one of my favorite actors. He played Gordon so well. And I was uh, very, not hesitant, I was cautious going in to see because I didn't know what to expect because I'm also a huge... Um, Who's the guy that played uh, J.K. Simmons? No, the other one. Uh, um, Jesus oh Christ! The this one in the, in the names. Tim Burton in the Tim Burton. No, 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 no. In, um, in Nolan's. How oh. the fuck are we all blank right now? Uh, he's in Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the Fifth Element. Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. That's right. There, there we, we go. Go to different movies. We're like, I know what he's. I, know. I was thinking the professional, and I'm like, going, I can't think of his name. Yeah, the Gary Oldman is one of my favorite actors as well. Yeah. Despite the fact that I can't remember his name. So I wasn't really knowing what to expect, and I wasn't overly excited to see what Jeffrey Wright was going to do. I was curious, but I was like, man, I like you, Jeffrey Wright, but I don't know if you are the right choice for Gordon. And he did such a great job. So because I want they, some more of that. Yeah, because sure. they focused more. more yeah. They focused, they focused more on the relationship between Bruce and, and Jim. Yeah. And that was the key between, between those two. If you look at like the past he, iterations, the two characters have always been seen as separate. And it's sad because Jeffrey Wright, I don't think got enough credit for his role. A lot of people were blowing Patterson or Pattinson because what's his last name? Pattinson. Pattinson. Because I, I think he was the one that people were nervous about. So when people went to go see the film and he did such a great job, that's what all of the attention went to. But Jeffrey Wright, if you focus on him, just watch that movie again and focus on the way he plays the role. He is a film noir detective. Yes. <laughs> Are, are you waiting for the, the, the Commissioner Gordon cut to come out? All right. Uh, I think we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back, and we'll get into the TV side of this major shakeup. 
Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. We are back. Remember, if you like what we do, rate, review, subscribe. Um, it helps us out a ton. You can also go to Rayman uh, or Patreon.com slash Rayman Digital. Go pledge. It helps us out. So the whole thing that started my universe on Rain Man was the CW. <laughs> this used to be called, uh, uh, what, uh, DC, you even forgot. D- yeah, DC on CW <laughs> at one point. Are you guys disappearing slowly it, it, like Marty McFly? Yeah, yeah. We're like fading away. Cancellation. With every cancellation, uh, we've slowly, uh, Angelica is turned into Haley. Um, <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> Paul and Lauren are already gone. Kinda. Paul and Lauren have disappeared. Nicole has been yet to hear from. Steve's barely around and so is Ryan. <laughs> Uh, so the same thing has gone on with the shows of CW because they were sold because their network is a piece of shit and somebody <laughs> still bought it. <laughs> well, listen, can I at, say that now? At, like, yes, officially? I think you at, can. At this you can point, now. though, the sky's the limit at this point. So the new owners, if they do any changes, it'll look like gold. Yes, they are going to bring whose line is it anyways and Penn and Teller back full time and they will quadruple their ratings. Quadruple the um, ratings. That the, the CW shows were getting before I canceled all our shows that we used to do. Now, Flash, Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow, all canceled. Flash <laughs> was at least given a tiny, tiny, I believe, eight episode run. Yes, they to, were. To try to tie some shit up. Um, so they could have more uh, lightsaber battles between flashes, <laughs> flashes, yeah, um, and, and and the, the the two good shows that are still out there are Stargirl and Superman, super or Lo- Superman and Lois. Uh, the Superman and Lois is still like go. Uh, Stargirl, this is its last season, but it's always been its last season. Yeah, it was this is three years. Yeah, it, it was always a three year plan, and. It, and they're finishing up. It's I think it's starting this week. Uh, so they're they're on their way out. So the Arrowverse is officially dead. Did you hear that Superman and Lois may also be leaving whatever the CW becomes? Because there's a if you look at Tyler Hochin, I believe is how you say his last uh-huh. name. Mm-hmm. If you look at his did he move Twitter account? <laughs> did he move? No. If you look at his Twitter account and see how he's promoting Superman. He has the HBO Max logo just on anything that he posts. I would too. So I don't know if he's doing that to like just tell people, hey, it's going to air. Or maybe there's confusion on what network it's going to be on. So he's like, listen, CW is now defunct. So I might as well just put HBO Max on that. Mike, if you were promoting your show, would you put 
If what, I would, were what, to be hired right now today from the CW, Greg Berlanti, and he said, listen, we're going to syndicate your show on TNT and HBO Max, but the main network is going to be the CW, I would write my mother and tell her I just got hired to write a TV show for HBO Max. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, my show will be shown on HBO Max. That's what you're going with. Yeah. Uh, I think when we, I'm picking up chicks at the bar, I'm like, yeah, I have a show on HBO Max. I'm not fucking saying. You're not saying what it is. the fucking CW. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so he's doing the right thing there because he 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 wants to push everybody. I if if I had a following like him, I would be pushing all my fans to HBO Max. So those streaming numbers would go up, oh, yeah. and everybody would look at it and be like, "Wow, we're getting you know a uh, a billion hours of views on HBO Max and and three minutes on CW app." Well, I mean, even when remember Mike, when me me you and Steve were covering the show Superman and Lois. We were saying they are doing everything under their sun to separate themselves from the Arrowverse. They, and then they, they brought in Diggle. And, and then yeah, they brought they in. They finally, they actually, during the season finale uh-huh. of Superman. It was Lois, all a dream. They, <laughs> it was no, dream. they actually explained officially that they are not in the Arrowverse. In the Arrowverse. And that, that John Diggle that we saw is a different John Diggle. Oh, yes. Smaller wiener on that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he had cornrows in the season finale. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. His, Shut he, looked, up. he actually looked pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they, because they were doing everything that they could to what, basically what say can we're we do separate a black guy to make them different. <laughs> Give them cornrows. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't cornrows. Maybe um, was it just a little fro? Was it that? Was that what it was? They do the little twisties. You know, like how the, in in high school, my friends used to have that pick when that was in style. In the nineties, they used to walk around with the pick in the back of their head yeah. in the fro. It was kind of like that. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's what it looked like. All right, so they gave him the the Kobe fro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, obviously I have not continued to watch it after I left the show reviewing it. Um, so I, I missed Cornrow Diggle. Um, <laughs> we're just going to go with that one now. Yeah, it just sounds good. We could also say, you know, dreadlock. dreadlock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are making up hairstyles. <laughs> that That's how we tell the different universes of Diggle is oh. based on his hairstyle. Uh, they're all like black hairstyles, which <laughs> yeah. is so racist. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, I'm. I was about to go down a horrible road. I'm pausing for a second <laughs> so I don't do it. Um, but CW is done. We've been done with it for years. Is there a white diggle on one universe? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like a Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> um, it's a Kev- Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline. Of them. Uh, it just dances real well as oh, a white man. man. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, so they will find a home for probably Superman after it's done because it's been its most, you know, you know, relevant TV show that's actually kind of held on to its viewership mm-hmm. after you know Batwoman and everybody c- complains about it canceling, and our Facebook page had more people subscribe to it than they had watching per week <laughs> at one point. <laughs> uh, Didn't you say there's a problem with those numbers? It just doesn't t- quite make sense. That there's got to be a, a, a miscalculation in data. I mean, because that's even before the numbers started dropping. It, yeah. It, it just, it, none of it made sense to me in, in general. Um, you know, because there, there there was no rhyme or reason on why it dropped. Can you believe that? That the numbers they've been giving us have been inaccurate. Yeah. Well. They're it, not even accurate numbers that they've been sending out that actually were actually reflect the, the viewership on their network and it was already low to begin with. What, which, 
with what was actually being reported. Well, yeah. Then we find out the CW demographic is geriatrics. Geriatrics. So we got that going for it. And when we stopped watching, that number went up um, <laughs> because we were no longer part of the demo. <laughs> we were how balancing it out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we were forcing people in their 20s to watch. How funny is that? That it's a network that was designed to cater to the, a young demo, the 16 to These 23. kids. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> The data shows that actually no kids were watching the show. Yeah. It was predominantly being watched, all of CW, by 58-year-olds. Yeah. yeah what a fuck-up network, dude. How do you fuck it up that bad? You don't even know your fucking viewership. But it, it makes sense because the people that were watching Supernatural started in their 30s and now are in their yep. 50s. It absolutely 50s. makes sense. <laughs> You're right. That, that's actually something me and Thomas were talking about. <laughs> and it does if, make sense. And then look at all the shows that they decided to bring onto the CW. That's a lot of like suddenly reboots of like classic 80 shows. Yeah, we're going to bring Walker back. We're going to bring Kung Fu back. Suddenly that actually, those two choices now make sense. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember thinking, no one gives a shit. These kids don't care about Walker and uh, fucking Kung Fu. Or think now about it. it makes sense knowing that the demo is 50 plus. Or think about it, Mike. I mean, how does a, a series based on the Archie comics suddenly gain a huge following? Jesus. Archie comics. So, so perhaps the CW was very much aware of their demo and they were trying to play fast and loose. They're bamboozling us. <laughs> how dare they? I didn't even think about that one, Dave. You're right. Because Archie comics haven't been relevant since I was like six. Dude, my, my parents... We're fans of the Archie yeah, comics. You're right. My mother, same thing. When they she was they a kid. went through the Sunday funnies and we're going to bring back other shows like Heathcliff. <laughs> um, the fucking uh, Mark Pedowitz was simply going to like old, fo old folks' homes and do, taking surveys. What, hey, your, what was your favorite show when guys, you were a you kid? Think a Dilbert show would work? That's some funny family circles, too. <laughs> what about All in the Family? Can we reboot that? We're going to do it as a black cast. Keep it socially relevant, but just with black people. <laughs> uh oh. So, you hold know, on. Hold on one second. All right, go ahead. So, the, the savior of the DC content has been HBO Max. Oh, easily. And so, going into that, there was all kinds of nervousness. You know, what was going to go on? James Gunn has come out and said, Peacemaker season two is safe. And so are his spinoffs. That they've promised him. Yeah. Um, that those will continue to be a go. Because I think he fought for them because it was in his contract. Y yeah. Well, and, and I think after this Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is done and the Christmas special, he's done with Marvel. Marvel. And if he wants to continue to do these things, he's basically got, well, he had Warner Brothers by the nuts because he kind of brought back Suicide Squad um, um, by himself. Um, and obviously discovery has some belief in him as a director, um, to kind of give him his, his shows that were promised. So yes. Those things are going to still be around. Uh, Harley Quinn, the cartoon was just renewed today for season four. Yes. So that, Oh my God. Oh. Hold on. All right. Say a few words. A few words. Sorry. YouTube viewers. Yeah. Uh, we have gremlins in the studio. As always. Uh, so Harley Quinn season four is coming back, which is an excellent, funny cartoon that I love watching. It is one of those ones that makes fun of the DC universe in so many grand ways. So I was happy to see that's coming back. 
the Batman, the Penguin saga, or whatever we're going to call it, is a go with Colin Farrell. Um, they are bringing that one back. The Gotham PD series that was greenlit with Mike's favorite actor um, it has been removed from the lineup. Yes, it has. But we're still getting the Penguin side of the house, so uh, that is good. And according to uh, Colin, that Matt Reeves' fingerprints are all over it that they're going to continue with that storyline, that feel and everything else. So we're going to have another universe essentially at, at this point. Yes. And when do you merge the Batman with Joker? Does that happen? I don't think you do not because they introduced their own Joker. Yeah. That's they introduced right. their yep, own Joker. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're running out of that. Um, the wonder twins was canceled. Oh, thank God. Yeah. The things they kept and the things they canceled actually make sense. Yes, because nobody wants to see Strange uh, Adventures. Yeah. Um, the Batman Cape Crusader, uh, the cartoon, was canceled. Yes. that's. I'm a little disappointed about that one. Although it, it was being produced by J.J. Abrams and Matt. What's the guy that just that did Batman? Reeves. Matt Reeves. It was It was being produced by both of them. However, it may get new life on Netflix. There's a rumor that's being shopped to Netflix, oh. but also Netflix is in the midst of canceling everything too. So who knows? Yeah. Um, and then uh, there, there was something called a merry little Batman that I didn't <laughs> I know that. was a thing that was canceled. Dude, I swear the, the old CEOs, the people that were running Warners, it should just be shot. Like take out, <laughs> to go out to the, you know, how you shoot a dead, an animal that's sick. You know, you want to put them out of their suffering. That's what they should do with these executives. No, we, we joked. We, we had Ryan play a character for how many years called retarded, <laughs> retarded CEO. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It's very so, true. Ryan played that character for a reason. And it's because things like a merry little Batman was a green lit. Awful. Awful. Now, now, and so there's been a lot of those rumors that HBO max and a lot of their original programming was going to get canned. But again, me doing the research, it looks like a lot of these things aren't going to go away. And I know we still cover one of the, the few shows that we still cover are doom patrol and Titans on the yes. network that if you haven't listened, you can go listen to our reviews of those. Um, there's been radio silence on those two. That's the thing that scares me. And, 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 and because that, that is a carryover of a carryover at this point, because it started on <laughs> DCU, right. it moved to HBO max <laughs> and now we have discovery in. So now we have, the step kids of our adopted kids coming into our universe, which is even stranger with Titans because like there was so much news of Titans season, uh, the next season because they already announced the villains. They already announced, Oh, these are the characters that's going to be involved. They announced like story points that they're going to actually focus on. And then as soon as DC and discovery hit, everything became silent and anybody who asked them, Hey, could, are you still a go for all these things? Even the actors haven't said anything. It does seem like if you look at the track record of these new executives and what they're doing, it does seem like they are privileging quality. Mm -hmm. And there's no question. Titans and Dude Patrol both are high quality television shows. So hopefully once the smoke settles and they reevaluate the budget for the year, and for the subsequent years, and they find some some money to play with, I'm pretty sure that 
those shows will come back. Yes, and I, I'm I am confident in it because I I watch wrestling on TNT and they promote Titans yeah. on every single break and say the they new do. season is coming soon on mm-hmm. HBO Max. And then we also have the spinoff of Doom Patrol, Dead Boy Detectives, which was tracking very well. A lot of people were excited about that. So hopefully we'll hear about that as well. Yeah. And so, you know, those are out there. And finally, uh, let's get to Sandman. (laughs) Sandman is probably the most amazing DC show I've seen in forever. I am with you there. It, It is now been viewed over... 328 million hours across Netflix. It's one of the most popular shows on Netflix. They don't know if they're going to do season two. That's how yes. bad things are right now with streaming. That, that, that seems money. insane. Mm-hmm. Yet, how sad is that? That the streaming services have spread themselves so thin that they now have to cancel everything because they were all trying to compete with each other. You know, how many shows can we can we get out before the next guy? And now a show like Sandman. Is on the chopping block? Yes. A show that is so beautifully adapted from Neil Gaiman's graphic novel. Yes. And it has the ratings to back it up. So not only is it high quality, but then you have the ratings. Sometimes you have high quality, but the ratings don't back no, it up. No, you, you have people that are that have no clue that this was a comic book. They see it in the top five or top ten on Netflix when you log in. And they're watching and it. And they're watching it. And then they people are like, hey, have you watched Sandman? I'm like, Sandman is my first comic book that I ever read that had nothing to do with the superhero. And it's a fucking amazing. And and what what makes me so happy is out of all the DC shows ever released, in my opinion, Sandman is the closest to a true adaptation because Gaiman's they, behind everything and he's the one who's basically saying, Hey, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Maybe I can't use that character, but I can tweak that character because I know that character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 Even it, the things that don't find itself in the adapt in the screen adaptation. He kept the spirit of the story. The essence of it is still there. Yes. Yeah. And, and and so it just shocks me that this is it, this is one of those things that is potentially on the chopping block. Yeah. And it's not just doom and gloom screaming the sky's falling. This is a legit issue here. This show may get canceled because Neil Gaiman, if you go to his Twitter account, there are countless tweets. He's talking to people, telling people how to save the show. So yes. it's in a serious situation here. He even told people that if you haven't watched it, watch it watch this it. week and watch it by Friday. That was the previous week. So the numbers from last week were supposed to be super important in determining what the future of Sandman will be. Yeah. Because they need, unfortunately, in streaming services, your success is predicated on views. That's it. Yeah. And if it doesn't, if you only watch a series once and you say, hey, that was an amazing series, but you only watch it once, that does not help the series. The problem with this, though, is they, they, they need to find a, a benchmark that people can understand because how do you, how do you quantify 320 million hours in, in, and viewing like it's it's I, i've it's, always questioned that because i fall asleep sometimes on netflix plays you just play shows. it yeah <laughs> I, I just don't feel like that's a a method that pe- it's too new for people to fully even understand how that works what it equates to in the ways of a viewership i know disney plus probably or disney it seems like they they understood that because with their hour releases that they release to the public saying, Hey, you know, so-and-so show has been seen by, you know, 400 or has been watched over 400 million hours. They are also now 
releasing with their top tier shows, they're releasing the equivalent. So, uh, for example, I think the season finale of FET got like three or four million views. Views. So they gave you the old fashioned number as well. They need to do that because how do you understand whether or not a show is successful? Well, what what yeah. they're using is basically the tw- Twitter or not Twitter, the YouTube algorithm there. Yeah. To where it doesn't matter. Like, hey guys, we appreciate you watching our videos. If you watch it all the way through, we get more credit. Like, yes. and th- that's a real thing. That's a, that for, is a like real our thing. network. It, it, it has to do with how long you watch the video. So if you could just put it on mute and completely watch me talk to you and never actually listen to what I say, it'll help us out a lot more. And that's the scary thing. In fact, thing. I'd prefer it. Don't listen to us. Yeah, just don't play, listen just to us. Just play it in the background and mute it. Yeah. And that's and the scary thing. watching me. Oh. <laughs> that's a different site, sorry. That's a different site. <laughs> so, yeah, the, 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 the hour of viewership isn't, like, a thing. Because, again, could you imagine Disney Plus taking credit for the fact that they have 23 minutes of uh, credits? <laughs> that's true. That is so true. I would call I shenanigans immediately because you're right. Like I'm watching the Mandalorian. I'm like, all right, good. We, this is going to be a long episode. It's 54 minutes, 44 minutes. The credits, credits and, and you're not exaggerating. They're really that long. Yes. You have a show that's 27 minutes on average. And then you have 10 minutes of credits because Mike, they have to add those splashes of art. Uh, yeah, the credits how about scenes. they quit focusing on that yes, and focus on story you, you need to know that Grogu is played by Mandalorian Ching Chong Wang Ching Chong. Uh, oh. as you know you go through all the credits if you've ever watched them yes. all they tell you exactly who played everybody in every language in every language David is Asian so um, by uh, default we can call people Ching Chong yes yes Ch- you can Ching Chong Charlie's <laughs> again you've kept me off the air for a while I've uh, lost my filter um, there's no filter on this show no come on, on these shows <laughs> I, li- I like to pretend <laughs> I like to pretend oh uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how the, the Sandman thing plays out because again um, if you haven't watched it it's probably been the best television show that I've seen yeah as far as you said like a, a straight if you've read the book you can almost see the cells as they as they go, come on, come on, and you're just like, wow, they legitimately used the comic book as a storyboard for how they were going to frame the shots. The scary thing is, in in my opinion, and I've told this to Mike how much I I've really enjoyed the Sandman, and me and Mike are going to cover it in the future about uh, the the entire series. I am so happy with that series. The fact that Gaiman was able to get that first season and all that story done in one season completely, will it suck if they don't get a second season? Yes. But I'm not going to be like freaking fans like a Firefly who basically want to save Firefly. I'm s- the, the, the season was so good and the story was so captivating. If Sandman that doesn't get renewed, David... I will be upset and I will be a baby like the babies that support Firefly. You're going to buy because it. you have such shit shows that are renewed on that network. I mean, Umbrella Academy should have been canceled oh, man, yeah. before you even finished watching the first season. <laughs> should have just <laughs> removed it off the air. And, uh, and then we have shows like Sandman that is excellent television and, and it's at risk. It's being at risk. Canceled. Come on. Yeah, it, it, we don't live in a fair society. No. You know, you have you know the women's suffrage movement of the of the 1920s and 30s. 
you have the fact that women and black people couldn't vote, and then you have Sandman on the chopping block. All mm-hmm. three are serious social issues. And the thing, the thing you, is, is that your platform you're running on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to buy the billboard in Times Square to say, save Sandman. Save Sandman. Martin Luther King would want you to. That's, <laughs> he's going to be at the back. Gandhi. Gandhi would want you to. Martin Luther King had a dream, and it was Sandman season two. <laughs> That's good. That is good. <laughs> oh, and with that, I think we're going to say goodbye for today's DC on RMD talking shop. Remember, go out and rate us. It helps us out a ton. And we will be doing more talking shops because the news never stops. Who are you, bitches? Mother of God. Would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour. 